Have your company. Hi, Lena. Evening. Did you have a nice weekend? A very nice weekend. Nice and relaxing. Oh, so much study over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. After you're back at uni. I and... did go to Sydney, though. Ooh. Was very paranoid. Oh, down because... in Redfern. Oh, yeah. See, I was in Sydney last week, too. Oh, were you? La- last Wednesday, I went down to. Uh... Where did I go to last Wednesday? Then you went... at work? Well, yeah, but work's in North Ride. But I, I, after Macquarie work. Macquarie Park, you said? Yeah, around there, yeah. But. Afterwards, I went into the city. I was like floating around like King's Cross, Martin Little Place, Town Hall. Yeah, I got bored because I finished work at like 9.30. And I thought, oh, I'll just do something with the day. Mm. So many people wearing masks. So many. Good. Put I, on them. I, I wore mine for a little while and I took it off because I, I had KFC and then, you know, sometimes I, I, I have trouble breathing. So okay. Like, oh, it's too much effort, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah. When you're in close contact, I think it's really important. But it gets hard when you have glasses on. My glasses get so fogged up because my breath is like coming un- <laughs> underneath them. But that sounds very attractive to any guy that's I know it is so attractive. And I really want to get a personalized face mask. I'm digging them. Did you see any cool ones in Sydney? No. I saw one black one with diamantes across it. Uh, now why bother? Why not bother? Why bother? You just rather than using all these. Pl- what are they made out of? I don't know. Disposable. Masks. Cotton or something. I don't know what they're made out of. Yeah, but, but they just chucked out after fa- you. It's use. not a fashion accessory. Why not? Because it's not. Make something out of nothing. No. Yes. No. I mean, and then obviously from now, from over the weekend, we can't go to Queensland. Yes. Which is a dog act, in my opinion. A dog act. I just don't get the whole. Uh, whoever decided, I don't think Anastasia Palaszczuk, the Queensland Premier, I don't think what she decided. I don't think she decided that for herself, but. Like, what constitutes Central Coast? Mm, as Sydney, we haven't had any, out, as far as I know, I haven't heard anything, anyone having any issues mm. on the Central Coast as of yet. No. Only Port Stephens. Yeah, Newcastle. But, mm. So I'm a bit I'm a bit annoyed by that because, you know, I wanted to go up to Queensland. Oh, yeah, your can't trip. Um, <laughs> so, no. So it looks like I might have to rethink my holiday and probably have to go to Jamboree in Wollongong now. Oh. That's not too bad. No, Never been there. There's nothing down there. Do some backflips off the... Isn't there a jump there. rock thing? Jamboree, you control the action? Yeah, okay. We're not getting paid for a response <laughs> for, for, for saying their full tagline. Well, no, there's nothing down there. It's nice, but there's nothing down there. But is Jamboree a suburb or it's only the... It's only the place. Okay, cool. I'm pretty well, sure. <laughs> Yeah, it could be. I don't know. No, I'm pretty sure it's just the action okay, part. Okay, I've never been there. Is it worth it? I've never been to Jamboree. Oh, but okay. I've been to Wollongong as a whole. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. It's nice. Mm. Um, really nice, actually, but nothing mm. there, you know? I wouldn't go on a holiday to Wollongong. I'd go maybe for a weekend or a road trip, you know? I did a road trip down there. Oh, yeah? Where did you go? Wollongong. Yeah, but where in Wollongong? Like 
there was we just went to this lookout on a big hill and I fell asleep because I was so tired because it was a big trip. That's the end of the story. So you drove two and a half hours. Oh, we went to Kayama. Oh. And then we went to Wollongong oh, for the day. There. But it was a friend and I as students. We had nothing to eat. We are just eating noodles and almonds. And we just had no nutrients and didn't know what we were doing. That sounds like a lame trip. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. We just needed to definitely get some vegetables in the system. Eating on a poor, cheap diet. Yeah. Putting all your money in the petrol. Yeah. 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 I know them feels. Do you? I, no, I don't. I'm trying to sound yeah, relatable. You, yeah, you have your good old takeaways. <laughs> now, don't paint me out to the listeners that I'm really fat. You're not morbidly fat. Obese. You control your weight well. Thank you. I am quite... Uh, well, I do need to lose maybe five kilos, but that's my ideal weight to get down to that. Dad bods are in. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. Just, wow. Backhanded insult. Thanks so much. Really appreciate that. Well, you don't have a six-pack, do you? No, but you didn't have to point out like the way you did. Some guys have dad bods, good pecs, and just a little bit of a belly. Nothing wrong with that. Something to hold on to. Love yeah, handles. Get shirtless no, 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 no. no. Keep it on. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, look, we're only on for an hour again tonight on a Monday. This is, you know, this is getting very annoying now. I think management hate us. This is like a punishment. They've, they've slotted us into Mondays and you only get an hour. Well, at least we got something. Homebrewed had to be cancelled for two weeks. Yeah, you're right. I missed actually. them. Well, we're back on our normal time slot this Friday too for two hours. So this is all thanks to Mariners, week. so. Yeah. But... And they scored a goal last week. Yeah, but they lost. That was their first goal in four months. Yeah, but they lost still. Did they lose? I thought it was a tie. It was a draw, but they still lost. That's not a lose. Well, they didn't win. Oh, jeez. See how you play. And this is the last game for them tonight, too. So let's see if they can actually win something and not tie or lose. Mm. Anyways, uh, tonight on the show, uh, I I caught up with this uh, podcast chick a couple of weeks back, right? She does this podcast called Survey Says. Uh, Her name's uh, Mel Mockby. Uh, she'll be joining us to chat about her podcast and what I did on the podcast. Nice little cheeky cross promotion. She'll zoom in. Uh, and then coming up next, uh, an artist manager by the name of Lexi Dobbin. Mm, right? I'm so excited. So she's uh, she uh, she does artist management and she's trying to run these sort of you know courses on how to be a successful Masterclass. artist. Masterclass, yeah, on um, how to make it or break it in the record industry. So she might have some few tips to share with us, which would be nice. Mm. We'll zoom in with her next. Uh, let's kick off the show now with a show favourite, Regard and Ray. This is Secrets here at the On Air with Brandon Atkins Show. Regard and Ray, that is Secrets here at Coast FM 963. It's the On Air with Brandon Atkins Show. you got Brandon and Lena for your Monday night. 14 after 6, mostly sunny tomorrow. Highs of a scorching 22. Lena, um, we've had a flurry of artists on the show over the last, what, four, five, six months or something. And I guess sort of the question we always pose them is, you know, coronavirus, you know, what's it like in, you know, this atmosphere? What are you doing? What are you up to? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I thought let's change, let's change tactics a little bit. Uh, Artist manager of Red Light Management, Lexi Dobbin, uh, she's running this masterclass as well uh, coming up, which I'm so looking forward to. Uh, She's on Zoom right now. Hey, Lexi, how are you? 
Hello, I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. Based in the United States, what's happening over there? What's the vibe like over there? Oh, well, typically it's it's fine, but since like February, it's been pretty sad. Yeah. Everything's closed. You can't really see your friends. You have to wear a mask everywhere. So, you know. Mm-hmm. And here we are, Lena and I, less than 1.5 Yeah, I was away. saying we're a bit close, Brandon. <laughs> this is the closest we've ever been. <laughs> We're like Look, 10 centimetres away. Probably not even, actually. It's, I reckon it's... Guys, probably... I miss that. I miss that. I want someone on top of me, you know? I want someone on top of me. I love that. <laughs> I mean, look, you're looking at... Um, uh, you're doing this masterclass uh, coming up soon. I mean, tell us a little yeah. bit about this masterclass. What, what what kind of things can we expect from your perspective? When you hear master, you feel like there's something good there. There's get, Like, the expectation is high. Yeah, absolutely. Look, I feel like bit of a fraud like someone called me an expert the other day and I was like wait what like how did I even get here but <laughs> own it girl right I, I mean I'm trying but with the masterclass especially being based in America and then starting my career within Australia you see a lot and and you observe what works and what doesn't and things artists do wrong and things managers do wrong going from Australia trying to transition into the US and I think that if I had someone to look up to or at least ask basic questions to when I was starting out in this industry, I would have done things a totally different way. Mm. Um, but I kind of want to just be that platform for people, especially aspiring artists, emerged artists, um, aspiring managers and even emerged managers where I can give them the information and, and give them the tools that will break an artist overseas and, and not jeopardise their career here and vice versa. Mm. And I just think that not no one's really explored that avenue yet and I think I'm a good person to do it just because I'm very honest and humble and and I tell artists how it is and how it's going to be as soon as they leave the leave Australian market so I kind of just think that doing these master classes is really going to help a lot of people break their careers internationally and and be aware of what works over there and what doesn't and you've worked with some pretty big acts already, haven't you? Oh, yeah. I mean, like with Red Light Management, they look after uh, Cruella, uh, Hayden James, who's an Aussie, uh, Aussie guy, uh, Chris Stapleton. Uh, who else do you look at? El King. Lionel Richie, was it? Yeah, Lionel I mean, Richie. Red Light has Lionel Richie. So, like, look, I have been doing this almost 12 years and my parents still don't know what I do. And all I have to do <laughs> is come home one day and be like, guys, I got, I got a new job. And they're like, okay, we're at it. I'm like, Red Light Management. And they're like, what? And I named Marshmallow and I named Odessa and I named Leona Lewis and they were like, mm, okay. And then I was like, guys, they look after Lionel Richie and now my parents go around telling everyone that I work for Lionel Richie and I'm like, that's I feel, not I, I feel like if someone was to tell me they work for Red Light and just drop management, I would think Red Light District. Oh, 100%. So think, same. What? You work in the Red Light District. What's going on? I love Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, uh, you're right, though, because a lot of artists need the tools on how to break it overseas, you know, and yeah. uh, not not many Australian artists have made it big overseas mm. in my eyes. I know Hayden James is pretty big overseas. We I had Cody Simpson. Yeah, Cody Simpson. Uh, Guy Sebastian, he's got a good following in Europe. But, like, you look at these artists, like, from X Factor, The Voice, you know, mm-hmm. they make one song and then you don't hear from them again. They're on yeah, Job Seeker. Yeah, or they you just... You know what I mean? Job Seeker. Or they're doing, like, local festivals. You, it's I feel like because we're like this big island in the middle of the sea there's like this sort of disconnect yeah absolutely like we're sort of and, left and out that's the thing, that's the thing. My, my favourite example is Channel What Rufus did 
They are idols over there and, and they have not lost their momentum in Australia and they don't forget Australia. And a lot of people will break it here and do the amazing festival circuit that we have here and then go to the States and then either A, never come back or B, come back and then never go back overseas. So therefore, yeah. America's forgotten you. If you're not touring America twice a year or at least once a year, you become irrelevant and it's the same with Australia as well. So it's really important that you do you know, remember both markets and not just kind of build your brand around one country because that doesn't work if you want global stage attention. Yeah, I always hear from people saying like that are in the industry. I have a few artists that, oh, friends that are artists or actors and they're all saying that they're under the impression that you need to make it big in Australia before you branch to the US. What do you think about that? I've had two different cases. I had one girl where we, we we were kind of working here. You know, her name was Gigi McGree. I was her agent. Uh, I said was as if she's dead. She's not dead. She's very much alive. And she's, you know, she was meant to be on Coachella this year, but thanks to COVID, we're not. It's next year. I don't know if I'm going to say that. Whoops. Um, but basically, she wasn't she wasn't a big name here. And then we kind of left, and, and I felt that her market was going to be the US. And, and by luck, it is. And now she's She's one of the top 10 female DJs in the US market. But if I was to bring her back here tomorrow, we'd have to be a bit smaller and do more middle kind of time set times at festivals. So Hmm. it's it's being very strategic and just also realizing where your market is. If your market's in the US, go to the US and then come home. If your market's here, build it, but leave on a high, enter the US on a high and then come back. Mm. So different. I mean, what's kind of... I mean, if you had, if someone came up to you, some aspiring artists from, let's say, Blacktown, right? And they had dreams of, I don't know why I chose Blacktown. Just quite, like, We're both from Blacktown. We are so both from Blacktown. Um, represent. I know there's less people from Blacktown, but I was just like, out of all places, you just Blacktown. <laughs> like, I was I, at least going to say Surrey Hills, maybe. I, I was going to say Mount Druitt, but anyways. Um, what's, if some artist came up to you right now and they said, look, I want one bit of advice, just one bit of advice, what would you give them in terms of make it or break? What would be that one little bit of advice? To do it yourself. Yeah. Don't 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 put it in the hands of a manager that doesn't know what they're doing. At the end of the day, it, you need to know your brand inside and out. You can't le- can't go to a manager if you don't know yourself, your art, your direction, where you want to go. I see a lot of the time a lot of artists thinking that, hey, I've just signed this big management deal and then it goes down the drain because they don't know their own brand. They don't know their own artistry. They think that bringing on a big manager or a manager that's been a friend for years is going to break them. It's not. At the end of the day, every artist is their own CEO. And the boss at Red Light always said to me, a manager should never work harder than an artist. And I truly believe that that is the best advice I've ever had. Because why should a manager burn themselves into the ground 24-7 for an artist who doesn't even reply to emails? It's like you are the CEO of your artistry. So get up every day, knock on every single door, know as many people as you can, and work with your manager to do that. Have him or her doing it, but you need to be doing it as well. Of course, of course. Yeah, I love that. No, like, yeah, know your flavor before you go to a manager with an empty vessel. Like, you need to have it with you. In order, Definitely. huh? I love that metaphor. <laughs> I love that. Know your flavor. Know your flavor, girlfriend. Yeah, it's true. And like, don't get me wrong. If you're a developing act, managers are there to tell you what's going to work and what's not, and mold you. But I also see a lot of the time artists with no branding direction going to a manager and then a year later they're like I am something that I never wanted to be it's like mm. well if you knew what you wanted to be and how you wanted to be branded you wouldn't be in this situation and you'd have full control and the reality is managers come and go artists come and go 
what are you going to do? Change your brand every time you lose a manager? Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. I love that advice. Yeah. So it's just, you're giving us a perspective that I haven't heard. I've, I only mm. hear, we've only heard one side. It's so, it's so refreshing it to have refreshing. a new insight into it. And then it's just, I feel like I've been opened up to something new and fresh and I really like this. And what you're saying, I, I feel like will resonate with a lot of people because look, Lex, we've had a lot of artists on this show. You know, we've had a lot of upcoming musicians. You know, there's one musician that's been a real dear friend to the show over five years and you know she started out with getting like triple j now she's getting recognized across the country you know but then we've had you know people like loud luxury and brando and dj regard on the show earlier this year so it's been quite the contrast and it's always nice to sort of you know hear things from an artist manager's perspective as opposed to yeah it feels like she's standing on the outside telling us what's going on but we're we're hearing all like similar sort of stories so it's really cool to have that actual outside perspective of like this is what's happening for all the artists right now yeah well look maybe that's why we're forming the masterclass well, <laughs> linking back to that how can people like book in yeah. where do we find you yeah where do we, how do we get involved i'm working with two experts at the moment we've got a few coming up we're doing one with jmc music academy on the 20th of august i'm doing a lot of stuff with um meet her australia and business chicks um, and then by September, I believe myself and the guys of Recruit Expert are actually creating a platform and going to be hosting our own with some pretty big partners within the music industry sponsoring it. So as soon as we have the dates and, and the capacities and hopefully COVID goes away so we can do it in person, mm. otherwise figure it out and do it on Zoom, I'll, we'll be sure to let you know. But we've got a really cool rollout going on. We're throwing me into some cool universities and music academies first to find out what people want to know as well. Um, and then we'll kind of be making myself available to do all Australian acts and all Australian aspiring artists, record labels and, and things like that, should they want to sit down and pick my brain. Love that. If not. So we find you on Instagram. Is that where your main port of contact is? Is that where you want people to find you or LinkedIn? Where is it? If that's, I guess, if that's what we say, the managers go to LinkedIn, the corporate people, and then if you just want to throw me a follow, you go to my Instagram. Beautiful. Amazing. And if you want to get involved with that masterclass, JMC is running on August 20th. And uh, for more details as well, you can check out cootsexperts.com. Uh, Lexi Dobbin uh, from Red Light Management, greatly appreciate your time tonight. Uh, I, I feel really refreshed and, yeah, same. and, and more informed about the music industry. Uh, thank you so much for your time. No, well, thank you. You guys are great. Thanks so much. Stick around. Lena's got the feed in one song time, and that song is Trevor Daniel and Selena Gomez pushing play on their new bop, Past Life, tonight here on Coast FM. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, turn it up. Coming up to 6.30 now, Lena's got the feed for us. What you got? Tonight. So I don't know if you've seen this yet, Brandon, but the Central Coast Woolies Depot, there's protesters standing out the front. You haven't seen it. You look so confused. Where's, there's a, there's a, what? what? Yeah, at Warnervale. Oh, you know when you go one? onto the freeway uh, and turn left? Oh, uh, yeah, I know. I, Haven't you seen them yet? Oh, no, I've seen the trucks go out of there, but I've always gone, what's down there? Because I always see trucks come out Yeah, there. oh, there's a whole, like, village down there. I thought there was just oh. a Woolies, but there's so many different little businesses. Oh. But right now, well, I, I suppose they're right now. I think they're still going. They're having the big red flags protesting because... The Sydney depots, where they do these factories mm. and they're doing the restocks, they're all getting paid more than the Central Coast workers but for doing that? the same job. There's no explanation yet. Apparently, it's because we're a low socioeconomic area. That's Sounds what I've seen right. on Facebook. But Especially if it's Warnervale. And our 
There's rumours that it's because our um, mortgages are lower than the Sydney prices. And David Harris actually went and visited last week and he said, I'm sick... The Wyong MP? Yes, sorry, I should have mentioned that. I'm sick of Central Coast workers being treated as second-class citizens. Their pay rate is 17% lower than Sydney warehouse workers doing the same work. Some casuals have been waiting six years to be made permanent. Wow. And Woolworth's response is that the deal for local employees provides them with guaranteed wage increases and should be improved over the next three years. Right. Yeah, and I've been, I've been, um, what's it called, honking my horn every time I go past because oh, they have boss. a honk for support, and every time I honk, they're like, "Woo!" Oh, <laughs> if, someone, if someone was on the, um, if someone was on the side, they honk for a cheeky flash. Would you honk? 100 oh, percent. Oh, Wouldn't you? you? Uh, uh, if, if <laughs> I love maybe, a good dad bod. If, uh, of course you. Would. <laughs> I don't want to see dad bods. If it was a chick, it's a different story. <laughs> um, also, as we mentioned earlier, the Central Coast was included in Queensland's red zone. So as of... Stupid decision by Queensland the Saturday, Yeah, the Saturday that just went at 1am, we are not allowed to visit Queensland anymore due to being classified as a hotspot, even though there haven't been any known cases yet on oh, the Central Coast. Makes me so angry. And David really Harris, does. the Wyong MP, made a big another statement oh, stating God, that he... This week. Yeah, man, he's... He's across everything. You yeah. see, do you follow him on Facebook? No. Definitely worth it. Okay. Well, I don't, but now I should. Yeah, you should. He does, fa- he like does Facebook lives where he does Q&As about what's happening in the community and you can just ask questions if you're concerned. Oh, okay. It's very um, good to have that contact straight up. Um, yeah, he made a statement saying that this is shocking. We should have... Why is the Central Coast still classified as Sydney? And he's blaming the Liberals, but that's another story. Um, globally, McDonald's sales have decreased, while in Australia's lately, the Macca's deliveries have spiked. Sounds about right, because we're a nation. Sound, yeah, I guess so. Um, sales have been down by 70% globally, but in Australia and Japan, sales are better than they were in 2019. Yeah, because they're all at home ordering Uber Eats and Menulog and all that. Can we get Uber Eats on the coast yet? Yeah. You get it. Have you no, gotten it? No, I'll get Menulog. Oh, Okay. Why? Why do you have a preference? Because menu log um, services more sort of takeaway and restaurants. Ah, okay. To Uber Eats. Is, is like a local restaurants as well? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, the Dreamworld operator known as Ardent Leisure, which mm-hmm. operate all the rides, after their 2016 ride accident have been now been pleaded guilty. Yeah, they've pleaded guilty, yep. After the four deaths that occurred, and it just happened this week that they've been... Um, pleaded guilty after three accounts of failure to comply with health and safety duty. Mm. And they've been charged $4.5 million I remember I went, to, Dr- I remember I went to Dreamworld after. Oh, you after, did? I went to, when it reopened, I went to Dreamworld. It was a ghost town. People still went, but it was a ghost town. It's so scary. Nah, it's fine. It is scary. Nah, it's fine. What do you mean it's fine? You trust that a ride is in good condition. Exactly. Exactly. So I shouldn't have to worry that, you know, a ride is going to mechanically fail. That's their, that's their responsibility. I know, so, but then so, if so, you so, die... Well, you know what? That's, it's on them then. They go to jail or they pay... I know, but then your death have. is gone. Your life is done. My death is gone. <laughs> death is death gone. Is gone. I, I respawn and I come back to life. Uh, there was a ride at the Easter show, actually, that I went on with Giselle, my best friend, and it wasn't starting and, like, it kept plunking out, like it kept like jolting mm. and the guy, we got the operator and put our hand up and he just came and kicked it three times, three, four times he kicked it She'll and then right. it just jolted and we were like She'll be right. and then two weeks later the same ride in Adelaide killed someone, oh. someone flung off. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, well, anyway, two Indian schoolgirls discovered an asteroid moving towards Earth 
Uh, After they were at a NASA trip. Uh, big, big deal? Big deal. Well, Asteroids yeah, come I, past there all the time. Well, apparently it's coming in one million years. It's oh. circulating around Mars right now. Oh, big deal. Yeah, big deal. I think it's cool. Two young Indian students, they in year 10, just discovered, and that's a huge thing in their success as careers. Well, in sure, their, but... It's a, if it was like, oh, they discovered an asteroid and it's on its trajectory on the way to Earth, it'll be here in the next week. It'll be like, oh, okay, well, better, uh, better, better, <laughs> yeah. get the, better get the bucket list out quickly. But if it's a million years, I'll be long gone. I'll be dead in like 20 or 30. No, nah, you're right. But I do think it's an impressive discovery. I'd be stoked if I was a young student in NASA discovering mm. something big like that. And that's the feed. Beautiful. All right. Well, the beautiful. So- beautiful. Shut up. <laughs> uh, where the soccer is on it at 7 o'clock. But before that, 19 hilariously named places that actually exist in Australia, and you'd be quite Ooh, surprised. I'm Lena. excited. We'll do that next. Coast FM. And Marie and Doja Cat, that is to be young here at Coast FM 963. You're on the air with Brandon and Lena. Sunny Tuesday on the way for you guys tomorrow. Highs of 20 degrees. Uh, I was doing a bit of research over the weekend, Lena. Yes. Uh, on weird location names in Australia because sometimes I'll hear on the news, you know, oh, this person was in Humpty Doo. And I mm. think, oh, that sounds like an awesome place. And then I, I kind of think, like, who who named this place? You know, mm. like, what? Anyway, so did a bit of research and BuzzFeed have uh, kindly given me 19 hilariously named places that actually exist in Australia that I I wasn't aware of. And I'm not going to run through all 19 because we're on a time limit tonight. Um, But I'll run through a couple, all right? So you've got Eggs and Bacon Bay. Bullcrap. Really? In Tasmania. What? There's a a photo there that you can see. Um, And we've got a a town called Banana in Queensland. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh, obviously. Rev- yeah, of bananas banana. grow there. Uh, what else have we got here? Cream Puff Corner. That's in South Australia. Mm. Okay. Um, it's actually quite difficult so to find, Aussie. apparently, too. If you look, try and find it on Google Maps. Can't okay, find it. Keep that in mind for a future road trip. Um, come by Chance. Oh. Is in New South Wales. So philosophical. Come by Chance. Yeah. Come by Yard. Uh, and the fun fact about this I'm reading here... After buying sheep, after buying a sheep farm in the area, uh, these guys named George and William decided to name it "Come by Chance" to reflect their surprise at being able to purchase anything in such a remote area. Mm. Uh, the town was eventually renamed after the sheep station. So, okay, yeah. Uh, in Tasmania, we've got Break Me Neck Hill. That's funny. Yeah, you don't seem funny because it you say funny. it's funny, but Break you got me laughing. Neck. Uh, what else? We got? A lot of the time, I laugh in my head. There's a, okay. There is a town called this name in Louisiana, but this is so much a road in New South Wales. Is there a place called Louisiana in Australia? No, no, no. no. This this particular town is in the state of oh, Louisiana. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. But we've got a road that's it's derived off that. Cranky Corner Road. Mm. Okay, sounds like something you've been, you'd have you go to. Yeah, right. Uh, in South Australia, Nowhere Else Road. Mm. Uh, Another philosophical. Devil's Kitchen in Tasmania. I know a few people that probably gone there or deserve to be there. Uh, and then another another one. Oh, well, this one I know of. Yorkies Knob. Mm. Yeah, that's in. I used to live near Yorkies. I've lived a couple of suburbs over. Uh, and then another one. Useless Loop. 
Okay. Yeah. It's actually a closed company town, so only 70 people are allowed in and out because it's like a mining community. So there you go. Couple Thanks, of, Brandon. Couple of, uh, couple of cheeky suburb names <laughs> or road <laughs> names in Australia. Uh, coming up soon, uh, we're going to be joined by Mel Botby. Bot- she uh, hosts the Survey Says podcast because I featured on that a little, uh, little while ago. So oh. she'll be zooming in soon. Let's get the new one from Juice World and Marshmallow on now. Come and go. You're on the air with Brandon and Lena for your Monday night. I try to be everything that I can. Yeah, the new one from Marshmallow and Juice World. It's called Come and Go. This is the on air with Brandon Atkins show. Uh, quarter to seven now. It's sunny tomorrow. Highs of 22 degrees. So we all love a good hug, don't we, Brandon? Oh, I love a good hug. Do you? Yeah. I've noticed you and I never hug. I was just about to say that. Yeah. But and that, that like feeds into what we're talking about today. Right. I put a poll up asking I should, a hug. I should, I should, I should clarify that. First, we'd only hug it a friend way, just just to clarify that. But anyway, yeah. Of, what other way would we hug? I don't know. People might people got what wacky that? minds out there. I don't know. We've hugged once at my birthday. Oh yeah, but that's that, it. Yeah, but that's different. It was like happy birthday. Yeah, exactly. That was that was like hope appropriate. You su- hope you survive another year. Yeah, you thank know. you. Um, yeah. So I put a poll up on my Instagram because as we had a week ago, you brought up that Ida Buttrose, the ABC chairwoman, says millennial workers lack resilience and. Need oh, hugging. Yes, 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 that's right. And I thought this was a really interesting topic. And I put the poll out on my Instagram. 57% said, yes, we should have hugging in the workplace. 43% said, no. Do people elaborate on the no? Um, No, I didn't have many people. Like, the best response that I got was saying that... Again, there wasn't much elaboration. There was just heaps of oh, people but, see, voting. This is, but this is the thing. People in the workplace, you know, there's always a Karen in the workplace. We're like, oh, me too, you know. And then, you know, we'll t- take, a sex- uh, take a hug as like sexual harassment or, or assault or oh, something. Oh, you meant me too in that sense. Yeah. Mm. You know what I, I, mean? I think it definitely depends on the relationship. That was the best response I got. I totally agree. It depends on the relationship. And a lot of the time you don't, there, there might be a creeper in the workplace that does hold on for a Pe- bit too long. Yeah, a peeping Tom. Yeah, we don't a like peeping Tom. <laughs> but yeah, what would you think? What What's your opinion, Brandon? Oh, yes, I hug all the time. I remember when I was at school, you know, in year 12 or mm. outside of school. Every time I'd see someone, I'd give them a hug. But in the workplace? Um, just trying to I, don't, I can't imagine certain people in this workplace you'd be going around hugging. What, here? Oh, no. No, no I'm not here. No, diff, different I, here. I think, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think. When I was at Nova, I hugged maybe one or two people, but... No, I didn't really hug in the workplace. I always frog, uh, frog. I always hug. <laughs> what kind of hug is that? <laughs> uh, I always uh, hug people like friends if I see them in the street or something. Yeah. Even during coronavirus, I know it's a bad message to send out to the little ones, but I'm still, you know, giving people a hug. And, mm, at your own that. risk, mate. As yeah, long as yeah. they're not vulnerable citizens, no, you're no, not no. hugging at no, the no. people at the nursing homes. Got a solid handshake as well while I'm at it. Uh, yeah. No, I definitely think that they in the workplace we can have some more compassion and empathy mm. but as for hugs I think it's a very individual thing and if you have the emotional intelligence you can usually pick up if someone's a hugger or not yeah. and if you feel that vibe yeah. you don't want to be hugging someone that doesn't ask for it mm. it just doesn't hashtag me too <laughs> shut up no, why are you bringing will... that into no, it no because someone will take it there that's the thing well if it's a old dude like no. it could be a really unasked for hug well exactly oh that's mate I'm... are you that's... okay like no get off me exactly that's why I'm saying me too yeah someone it will... is is, there is a grey area. So to having the emotional intelligence to be able to pick up whether that sort of thing is needed in that moment, especially in a consoling matter. Mm. But I don't think every day hugging like, hey, mate, good morning. Mm. 
depends on the relationship. I suppose, yeah. I mean, you can always at home weigh in on this too. Give us a bell, 4322 0072. Uh, we'll maybe check your feedback before we wrap things up tonight. Uh, stick around next. Uh, Mel Motby, she hosts the Survey Says podcast. You can check out the podcast on iHeartRadio and Spotify. Uh, I caught up with her on one of her episodes, so she'll be joining us next to, I don't know, do a little cheeky cross promotion. And taking us there, it's Topic Breaking Me here at Coast FM 963. Up across the coast for your Monday night. This is the On Air with Brandon Atkins show. you got Brandon and Lena. Mostly sunny tomorrow. And highs of 22 degrees. Make some noise tonight. On Air with Brandon Atkins. Uh, so, uh, a little while back, I had the pleasure, Lena, of mm-hmm. featuring on an upcoming uh, podcast episode. Uh, not this radio show, because I'm on every show, so it doesn't matter. But uh, it's called Survey Says Podcast. And uh, I've been following this podcast for a little while now. And they churn out some pretty good content. And the host of that podcast, Mel Mockby, joins us on Zoom. Hello, Mel. Hello, how are we? We're good, we're good. Hey, good. I um, I love this podcast. As I said, I've been following it for a while. Uh, I know what the podcast is about, but you know, I want to hear it from your point of view. What's, what is the podcast about, for those who don't know? Well, to put it, I guess, as simply as possible, it's kind of a human interest podcast. Uh, it, I set out it's a survey says it's in the name i put out a survey get responses and then share those responses on different topics mostly ones that generate a conversation yep um and then yeah share it along with my opinion on them and my co-host so yeah like a human as well yeah yeah so i have two that alternate um i have matt thomas um he's actually otherwise known as woolies guy on tiktok um, very, and then very my mm. more famous than me, Lena. And then, yeah, yeah, that's same. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my best friend, um, Alex McIntosh, who was a blogger known as Tales of a Blonde. Okay, cool. So how? So yeah. how, I guess just looking because I mean, Lena's got your Instagram up here at the moment, so she's kind of sort of learned about the podcast just like everyone at home. Uh, you kind of, you kind of essentially have two different versions of the podcast in one, if that makes sense. So one week you're with Alex, you're talking about things and then you're talking with Matt the other week about other things, yeah? Yes. So with Alex, it's titled, it's got like a co kind of title, a subtitle, sorry, as you would call it, um, called I'd Be The Man with Alex, which is kind of derived from Taylor Swift's I'd Be The Man song, Mm. talking about feminism, um, girl power, all that kind of stuff. And then with Matt, it's called All The Things and we literally talk about anything mostly kind of sciencey pop culture stuff because that's what he's into um, so yeah one week it's, it's about whatever and the other week it's about girl power and stuff cool and why did you decide to combine those ideas on one podcast rather than have them separate I think because it's the it still has to do with generating what the audience says so putting out a survey getting the opinions and so I wanted to do that but I wanted to differentiate the themes. Okay. So also to cater for different audiences. Awesome. I love the questions that you have here. Tell us your best breakup story. If you could own one Infinity Stone. Wait, what's an Infinity Stone? Avengers. Oh, Avengers. Lena's not very pop cultured. For a co-host that's oh, it's okay. a cultured radio show, oh, she knows nothing. Oh, I'm pop cultured. Thank you very much. I'm just not into sci-fi 
stuff like that. Well, it's going to break your heart, Lena, because I teamed up with Mel uh, a little while back for an upcoming episode of her podcast, which should be released in the next week or so, about Harry Potter. Now, Mel, Lena's never seen Harry Potter. Uh, got no idea. What? Of, uh, you asked <laughs> me for it. I've not seen her. the first four when I had a high fever, so I was delusional. Yeah, but I remember Why? it gave me a good okay. impression, but not enough to like avidly watch it. Brandon's like, mate, that's okay. Watch Thirteen episodes, and I'll give a quiz to you on air. I'm like, mate, I'm not going to spend sixteen hours of my life for a quiz. Yeah, it's a, the, there's a lot of movies. I think there's like eight of them. Yeah. And it's okay. You're not the only ones. I know a handful of people. Thank you. I feel so. Not a lot. But like a handful <laughs> of people who also not, have yeah. never watched them. I'm not against it. I just need more time, you know? More sick time. Yeah, no, but totally. You, you said you cover off a lot of a lot of topics uh, on your podcast. I mean, what's kind of a, a topic that you haven't covered off yet and you, you're dying to cover off? I don't know. The ones that are coming up. Um, in the next few weeks. Well, one I was really keen on was relationships um, and kind of sharing both Alex and I's past breakup stories and such, but we've already covered that. Um, we can do it again with Lena. Oh, Brennan loves well, we were actually do relationships. <laughs> he will do we anything do for relationship information. Mm. Um, we were actually going to do a part two um, because our first episode kind of was about breakups and kind of like the nasty drama part of it yeah we want to do like the happy part like going on dates and successful relationships and dating and stuff like that i think i really want to do one on music just in general like the thought of what people like what music means to people um the kind of music people prefer to listen to and things like that cool i I just i i think it's a really good idea for a podcast because Mm. a lot of podcasts and you mean girls you'd know this like they're not audience interactive mm, if that yeah, makes no, that's sense true. you know what I mean like it's just two, people listen to a podcast and listen to one to ten people just talking yeah that's yeah. it you know whereas this one do, is made through the responses that you Mel get um, on the surveys that you point out and I think like why how did the concept come together um so I was actually inspired by the comedians Jake and Amir they have a podcast called If I Were You. And what they do is they they say, hey, people who listen to me, um, send us an email with a, 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 what do you call it? A dilemma that you're in. So it's like, oh, I'm in this dilemma with this situation with this girl. What should I do? And then they respond with what they would do if mm-hmm. they were in that person's situation. And so yeah. the whole audience interaction part, that's where I got that inspiration from and I just have always loved surveys I don't know why oh same I, I think that. I just like yeah I same. think I just like seeing knowing what other people think and seeing the numbers and the what people like the most and things like that I love this podcast I really do it's called survey says uh check it out on insta just search up survey says podcast um and then uh you can also catch the podcast on iHeartRadio or Spotify. So make sure you check that out once you listen to our podcast first and foremost. Then you can check out Mel's podcast. Of course. Um, or you can check out Mel's as long as you promise you listen to ours afterwards. Either way, it's up there. Uh, Mel Motby, really appreciate your time tonight. I, I love your podcast. And uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm on an upcoming episode. I'm saying that because <laughs> I actually like the podcast. It's different. It's unique. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. No worries. It's time to hand things over to our... 
A-League commentary team for the upcoming A-League game against Melbourne Victory and the Mariners. And, uh, I mean, we'll be back Friday night to our normal time slot. Two hours. Hurrah. Can't wait. Uh, I'm so glad. Back Ma- to normality. Back- oh, can't wait too. It's been weird the past few weeks. It has. Bit, bit mix and match, but uh, normality is on the horizon, Lena, so I'm looking forward to it. Same. Uh, have yourselves a great week. We'll catch you Friday night from six. See you then.